Lord. I give you praise, oh God, and I thank you that as I decrease that you would increase in me. I thank you, God, that you're going to anoint the ears and open the hearts of each and every person in this place this evening. And those on the line, Father God, that they will hear a word in season. I thank you, God, for Monica that she said that she, uh, the woman of God told her to call her parents and she obeyed the word that came to her and she, and she got a good response. So, Father God, I just pray that you would help us to walk in obedience. Help us to remember, oh God, that obedience is better than sacrifice. Lord, I give you all the praise and all the glory because, God, we know that we can't do anything without you, but we know that we can do all things with you. So we thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity to stand before my sisters and brothers. In the name of Jesus, I say thank you. Amen. And so tonight, the name of my message is called God Has Big Plans for You. And my subtitle is how to be in God's will. Amen. And I'm going to be coming to you from the book of Exodus chapter 2, 1 through 10. And then I'm going to read also uh, 3, 1 and, 1 and 2. And uh, we know Jeremiah 33 and 33 and 3 said that God is telling us to call. And I'm going to read that first. Jeremiah 33 and 3. Jeremiah 33 and 3. That's going to be my first scripture. And then I'm going to go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 2. Jeremiah 33 and 3. We know, everybody knows the scripture, but I'd like to read from the word of God. You keep the woman and the man of God on their toes. Don't let them tell you just anything. Amen. Amen. Follow the word of God and look and see it for yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you for the anointing, God. Amen. The Bible says, Jeremiah chapter 33 and 3 says, Call me, and I will answer and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And we need to make sure that we call upon the Lord consistently. We cannot take it for granted that because we call yesterday, ah, yesterday as anointing, he gives out new mercy every day, and we got to take advantage and reach it. Grab hold of that new mercy that he gives us each day, amen. But we got to keep on calling on God, amen. As we were praying this evening before we open up in prayer, I was praying that God will let each and every one of us be a light that is not hidden under a bushel but on top of a hill. Because we have to prepare ourselves and be ready so that we can direct people to Jesus constantly, amen. And so, according to the book of Exodus chapter uh, 2, the Bible says, uh, verse 1 says, And a man of the house of Levi, Levi went and took a wife, took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and, and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulwash for uh, for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river bank. And as his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him, then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to the to bathe in the water, and her maidens walked along the river, the river side, and when 
she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the child, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women? And she may, and she, that she may nurse the child for you. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away, nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She called him Moses because, saying, because I drew him out of the water. People of God, this is 2021. And if we prepare ourselves, God is going to use us in a mighty way. God is looking for a people to use. But we have to prepare ourselves, glory be to God. Moses is one of the most fascinating and important characters in the history of, 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 the man, of mankind. Moses always had a sense of God's call on his life, but it took him some time to determine exactly how he was to fulfill it. The lesson Moses eventually, the lesson Moses eventually learned is that a person becomes most effective in life when he or she decides to do the will of God, but they must do it God's way. We want to do the will of God, but we must do it His way, not how we choose to do it. Amen. So, for us, our entire life is leading up to God's will, but we don't really know what it is that God's will is. Well, we do know that God's will is God's word. God created every person for a purpose. Some people recognize this early, some late, and some very late. And some people never recognizes this. Many people go through life feeling that something is missing and try to fill that spot with the wrong energy, not understanding that it is the call of God on their life. They begin to search and because they never went to a church, maybe never heard about Jesus, they are left with this hunger and thirst and cannot fill that spot. That spot cannot be filled with the natural things of life. That spot can only be filled with, the, with Jesus Christ. Nothing else can fill that spot. And we need to make up our minds that if we are going to, God left us here. A lot of people died last year, but we are still here. But are we being prepared to do His will? It's about His will. And it's about His way, glory be to God. As God prepared Moses from the very beginning and led him to his life, he is also preparing you and I for his will and plan. But we must do our part, which it says in 2 Timothy 2 and 15, and I need to read that. I can speak it to you, but I want to read it. 2 Timothy 2 and 15, just in case you might have forgot. 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Look what it says says 2 Timothy 2 and 15 it says be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth some Bible says study to show yourself approved 
We must prepare ourselves to do the will of God. It's not going to just happen. It's not going to just happen because we speak the word. It's not going to just happen because we come to church. No, we need to prepare ourselves so that we can do God's will, God's way. Amen. And so I just want to encourage somebody today. I don't know who's going to hear this message tonight or who's listening or who may hear it at a later date, but I want to encourage you because if we do not prepare ourselves, God is not going to use he will not use you. He, everybody say, I want to be used by God, but they're not ready. They're not willing to study. They're not willing to spend time with God. They're not willing to prepare themselves to do the will of God. And so some people go out there and they try to do the will of God, but because they haven't learned what's in the 66 books, they mess up. And we want to make sure that when we encounter somebody. I don't know who it's going to be, but you want to be able to direct them. You might have to pray with somebody. You may have to help somebody to be delivered from drugs. You may not have been a drug addict person, but just because you haven't been that person, it doesn't mean that you cannot minister to that person. Because Jesus said, you don't have to worry what you're going to say, but the Spirit of God is going to bring to mind what it is that you need to say. But if you study what's in this book, then it's got to come forth. So we got to make sure that we prepare ourselves. Because I want to share something with you. Even though Pharaoh had ordered the execution of all the Hebrew babies born during this time, God protected Moses and his life was spared. Are you wondering why nothing is happening in your life right now? Are you wondering? Are you wondering why maybe you have not learned how to humble yourself? You see, we really need to learn from these characters in the Bible because Moses, according to the Bible, go with me to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. I want to show you why God was able to use Moses and why God is going to be able to use us if we study what is in this book. I want to look at this. This is powerful right here. Exodus chapter 3 and verse uh, 1. The Bible says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro in his Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and, and, and led the flock on to the, backs, the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but it was not consumed. But I want to share something with you. You must understand, every word in this book is for a purpose. Remember, Moses was brought up in a palace. Moses was being prepared to be the next Pharaoh. Moses was, had wisdom and knowledge and understanding, and he was being prepared to be the next Pharaoh. But God had to bring Moses into the wilderness to humble him. You've got to understand, how can you go from being the, being the prince of Egypt to become a sheep herder? Hear me, people of God. God had to humble. 
Moses before he was able to use him. I know I use the word sheep herder. You know, I know you guys saw the, the movie coming, uh, coming to America. And when he was trying to get the girl, he said, I'm a sheep herder. That was the lowest job that you can have. But he was trying to see if she really liked him. You see, you got to understand, God will never use some of us if we do not learn how to humble ourselves. And God had to humble Moses before he was able to use him. We know that Moses' early ambition, uh, he thought that he was going to help the Egyptians, help his family, his, 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 uh, the Israelites, and he went and he killed an Egyptian. You see, he was trying to serve God. There was something in him that wanted to serve God, but he wanted to do it his way. Glory be to God. And God is saying, no, you want to help one man. I want to help you to shake a nation. God said, I want to use some of you. Ah, yeah, we might be preaching to a few people right now. And we are on the, on, on the uh, HBN and the Now Network. And yes, we're preaching to maybe 20 and, and, and 5, uh, 20, 30 million. But guess what? God may want us to reach kingdoms. Yes. God may want us to minister to kings in different countries. We don't know that. But we got to study to show ourselves a proof. We got to prepare ourselves to do the will of God. Yes. But we got to do it His way. Amen. And that's why we got to study to show ourselves a proof unto God, a workman not being ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So God had to re-educate Moses during his time as a sheep herder. We gotta understand, this is a, this is a really, this, this is a, a very uh, serious point here. Because when you think about it, and I got to stay here for a second, because when I think about it, here's somebody that was being raised to be the next Pharaoh. My God, my God. Amen. But God had to bring him to be a sheep herder. He had to bring him all the way down. He had to get, it took 40 years to get all of that out of him. So I say, don't be in a hurry. Get prepared. Amen. Get yourself prepared. Here's an illustration. The NFL pays high prices for rookies. They recruit and expect to get their money worth the first season, which rarely happens. In contrast, Major League Baseball will oftentimes sign a rookie to a high-priced contract and send him to prepare by playing double a ball in his, in his town like Birmingham or Obama. But it rarely happens like that. That rookie has to go through a process. Yeah, I'm going to pay you all this money. But that rookie has to go through a process. And when we come into the kingdom, we got to get rid of our baggage because we come in with baggage. And we got to get rid of that baggage and give God the opportunity to fix us, to re-educate us. That's why it says, do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's why it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe. 
have good success. That's Joshua 1 and 8. So we need to be re-educated. We need to be humble. God says, wait on me. Wait. James, God has big plans for you. And your entire life has been leading towards his plan. But humility is holding back many people. James 4 and 10. And I really need to read that. James chapter 4 and verse 10. Hallelujah. James chapter 4 and verse 10. I know most people know the scripture. But I like to read so we can follow the word of God. It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You don't have to try to lift up yourself. God will lift you up when you humble yourself. God will not send you until you are ready. He gives you the chance to prepare like he did Moses 40 years. John the Baptist spent his life in the wilderness before he started preaching. Jesus prepared his life. He prepared for, I would say, Maybe let's forget about the first six years. So he prepared for 24 years before he started his ministry. Paul spent the first three years after he got saved in the wilderness. We gotta go through some wilderness before God will use us. Amen. Amen. We gotta go through the wilderness. If we really want to be used by God, he, we must prepare ourselves and can nobody do it for you. Amen. And nobody wants to do it for you. Yeah. yeah, you may get some encouragement along the way here and there, but if we really want to be used by God, we must learn this thing called humility. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. When Moses intervene in the conflict between the Egyptian and the Israelite, he thought he was ready, but he wasn't. God was waiting for Moses to be ready before he used him. When the time finally arrived, he saw a tremendous difference in Moses' attitude. Our attitude has to be changed. Yes. God will not use us if we're pompous. God will not use us if we're arrogant. God will not use us if we're hateful. God will not use us if we think we're all of that in a bag of chips. He will not use you. That's right. He's going to use somebody else. Amen. Moses' attitude had to change. Don't let your gift take you where your attitude can't keep you. Jesus. I'm going to repeat myself. Do not allow your gift to take you where your attitude can keep you. And I notice I didn't say character because I can play the game real good with my character. I can pretend in front of Brother Gerald every time he sees me that I'm all poised and nice. Yes. I can pretend real good. But my attitude, when somebody makes me mad or step on my toes and they say, excuse me, and I go off, hey, my attitude is out of whack. And God is saying, I can't use you. I can't use you. You need some more time in the backside of the mountain. Ah, Yes, God. Hallelujah. 
There are times when we need to wait on God's timing, but don't make God wait on you. All right, we wait on him. He don't wait on us. We're supposed to be in constant preparation before he will use us. And that's why uh, um, uh, Paul told Timothy to study to show yourself approved. Yes. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We gotta make sure. Moses' dreams for helping the Israelites was to help people one by one, like I said earlier. But God wanted him to move the lead a nation of slaves to freedom. God wants to bring you, like I said, before mighty men. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to mention this young woman's name, this woman's name, but if I do, all of y'all are going to know. She was, God used her in a mighty way, but her attitude brought her down to the ground. She lost, her character was out of order. She, God used her to speak to kings. God used her to shift a nation. God used her in places where she never thought she would be. But her attitude caused her to fall. And now she's trying to get back up. And maybe, look, sometimes when God discard you, will be right there. I'm not saying she won't be saved, but hey, just think. Because when I, this woman went to Africa, and I remember I saw the video, and I'm telling you, she, ah, oh, God did some work to this woman. But oh, her attitude was nasty. She was rude. She was very, very rude. Her, her gift was, took her places where her attitude couldn't keep her. And we gotta make sure like I said, if I call her name, y'all would know, but I don't choose to do that. But I'm just saying that we understand that God is looking for us to walk in humility. God is looking for us to appreciate our robosondomas. Thank you, God. God is looking for you and I to walk in humility. And that's why it says Moses' attitude had changed. Moses' whole attitude after he became a sheep herder. Oh, he went there and he met this man with seven daughters and he was quite comfortable. Why? But God was working in him. So don't be concerned if things are not working out in your life like you want it to be. God's timing is not your timing. God's ways is not your ways. Ha, he's going to move when he sees that you are ready to be used. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, this man that wrote the Ten Commandments, he wrote, actually, he wrote uh, Ben Hur. And this thing sold his mother's expectation for the book's success. But God's plan was much bigger. Even though there was some truths, many, the, 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 the movie was full of truths from the Bible. They, they added their own flavor. But look how many people have seen that movie and now they know about God. We do not know where God wants to take us and we gotta make sure that we are aware of how God does. No matter who you are, oh, no matter where you are, as long as you're in the kingdom, if you are in the kingdom for such a time as this, God will use you. But he's waiting on you to make sure that you realize that it's not about you. That's right. It's not about you. Yes. 
your attitude, your character, your integrity has to be intact. Remember, look, we know that Moses was changed. He, tried, he killed an Egyptian for his people. But then Moses had changed so much until he loved the people more than God seems like because, because of them he got he couldn't go into the promised land. His character, his attitude had changed. He had such compassion for the people of God until he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And that kept him out of the promised land. That's how much he had changed. And that's what God is looking for us. God wants us to change to the place where God, people can see the change in our lives. Yeah. If you love God, if you really want to serve God, we must seek God with all our hearts. We must leave everything behind and follow him. Chase after him as the deer pant after the water broke. That's Psalm 42. God's will, God's ways involves asking to, to him to give you a dream in your life that is so magnificent that unless he fuels the dream, it'll never come to pass. We oftentimes think we're ready to be used. But again, God has to develop us. As I always say, and I, you hear me say this all the time, I'm not in a hurry to go nowhere. Amen. I'm not in a hurry to get nowhere. Because I understand that my ways are not his ways. My thoughts are not his thoughts. His ways are far higher than my ways. And his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So no, I got to step back. And I got to get behind God instead of trying to get in front of God. Amen. Amen. So we understand in, in closing we will be most effective in life if we seek to do God's will. I'm going to repeat myself, God's way. Amen. And be ready when he calls. Are you ready to be used by God, anybody? Amen. If, if so, first step for you, and I always say this because I know that everybody in here is saved, but somebody might hear this message at a later date. First thing you have to do is give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. There's an appointed time and there's eternal perspective. The Bible, the biblical word for holiday is moed, which means appointed time. As well as meeting holidays, appointed time set aside for us to meet. For on the holiday, we, we have the space to meet with God. Do you understand, people of God, and I have to break this in because the Holy Spirit is dropping in my spirit. Do you know, and I said, I think I mentioned this when, when we were having our Christmas message. There's people that celebrate Christmas, but God is not in none of it. Amen. There's people that celebrate holidays, but there's no God in their thought life. There's no God in your thought life. And when we have a holiday, God is still on the throne. Yes. He's given us energy, strength, wisdom, guidance, and understanding to celebrate. And we must keep him in that thing. He demands our ultimate attention. We cannot allow 
the distractions and demands of the world to keep us away from God. Amen. And then the Bible says in Matthew, that's my last scripture, 16 and verse 24. Matthew 16 and verse 24. Thank you, Lord. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We got to put ourselves aside. If we really want to be used by God, we've got to deny self daily. Amen. Serve me. Serve me. That's what God is saying. Serve me. You want to be used by me? Serve me. Amen. Serve me. Show me that you want to be used by me. And then, eternal, our eternal perspective Living with eternity in mind is the wisest way to live. An eternal perspective heals us from chasing empty dreams and material gratification. We got to get to a place where we let go of the things of the world. I am not talking about the necessities that we need in life to live our life. I am talking about because my sister here bought a big screen TV and she can afford it, but I can afford it, but I need the same thing. No! We need to not be covetous. Stop! We can't be covetous because God is not pleased with that. You know, that's a, uh, one of the things that most, most people don't even preach about, covetous. And that's a sin. So, when I look I said, it, this when we, the material gratification, it keeps us from wasting our years pursuing temporal things that we cannot take with us. We know what the Bible says. They lay up riches for themselves and they don't know who's going to take it when they die. We gain an eternal perspective when we think of our lives as a thousand foot rope with a black tip on one end. The top rope symbolizes our existence. The black tip is our life on earth. But most people, most people focus not on the eternal life. They focus only on this, this life right here. This life, everything is going to pass away. Everything is going to pass away. I don't care if you win the $725 million that was the jackpot not too long ago. Pretty soon you'll be broke. You're still going to die. You're still going to have to stand before the judgment seat. So you can have $725 million. But guess what? If you ain't got Jesus, you just lost everything. Yes. Amen. So we got to make sure that we do not keep our eyes on the natural things of this life. We must make sure that we keep our lives, our eyes on the things that are eternal, not on the temporal things. Amen. So, Father, I thank you, and I praise you, and I glorify you, and I magnify you this evening, oh God. I thank you for your people, oh God. I believe that according to John 17 and 8, I gave them the word, and they received it. I pray that you would help them, that they will hold on to this word, and they will not lose none of it. That it's going to be manifested in their lives at some point, God. 
They may even share it with, even share it with someone else. In Jesus' name, I say thank you, God, and amen. Give God some praise if you receive anything today.